Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of the Big DK Energy Podcast. My name is Danny Carenter, or the DK and the DK Energy, and sitting across from me today is one of Orlando's best unheard of travel guides. Travel guide guru, if I must say, really. The one thing that I respect about travel planners, especially one like this woman right here, is the fact that they can detail things to what hotel's towel you're going to use to (laughs) wash your face in the morning with. And when she's not doing that, she's also keeping a tab on all of Orlando's best eats. So with all that being said and done, help me to introduce today's guest, Ms. Catherine Plusha. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so excited. This is my first podcast, so I can't wait. We are honored here at the Big DK Energy <laughs> to be your first podcast. So um, it took a while for this podcast to be booked because somebody here kind of had the plague. (laughs) Yes. After like two months of just completely being on the road, I think I did like four trips. It definitely caught up with me and was like, you are not leaving your couch for the next week. (laughs) So (laughs) Ironically, um, from so much traveling to not leaving your house. Yeah, no, I I didn't. I had to cancel. I think I had tickets for the lightning game that happened to be in Orlando and a few other events. Oh, I was actually about to go to that. Yeah, I had tickets, sold it. I couldn't do anything. Are you a hockey fan? I like hockey. Growing up up north, I can ice skate. Hockey was like a thing on the lake. So yeah, no, I, I was really excited and I just think hockey games are fun. But it didn't work out. But it's good that I didn't go because I think I would have been miserable sitting in the cold. So Fair enough. I've had enough cold in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And where are you from up north? I am from Wisconsin, originally born and raised. So lived there until I graduated high school. And then I've kind of had the travel bug ever since I was pretty much in middle school. So I knew I wanted to go out of state for college and kind of just live somewhere new and then fell in love with Florida. And I don't think I'll ever leave. So one thing about Kat and I, we met each other in Greek life at UCF. And so I'm thinking out of every school, I mean, you even have University of Madison, mm -hmm. you know, go Badgers. Mm -hmm. So you even have that as a major option. So why UCF specifically, though? So this is going to sound crazy, but I toured 19 universities. 19? 19. This whole travel thing has been going on my whole life. So every time I'd go on a trip with my parents, we would stop and, oh, what's the college here? Tour it. Duke, UCLA, like literally coast to coast. I've been to a lot. And what states have you been to college touring wise? Oh, Texas, California, Arizona, North Carolina, South Carolina, Illinois, Kentucky. I went to UK, Indiana. I was really close to going to IU. And then of course, Wisconsin, Florida. So all over. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, are you listing states at this point? Or are you no, listing where I know. you went? I, I genuinely, like every time we went on a trip, we would check it out just to see. Because my parents have always been super supportive and known that I probably was never going to long term live in Wisconsin. It was the most amazing place to grow up. I loved it so much. And I have the best friends there from my childhood. And I visit very often and my whole family's up there still, but are you from Milwaukee? I'm from like 20 minutes outside Milwaukee. Got it. What's the suburb called? Pewaukee Lake. So actually where JJ Watts from. I was about to say, because it's funny how you mentioned how hockey is a big thing in Wisconsin, even though Mm -hmm. they don't have a professional team, JJ Watt uh, played hockey growing up. And so big Blackhawks fan. Really? Yes. My dad's from Chicago. So I actually am a Cub, Bear and Blackhawks fan. Oh, well, sorry about all that. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. It's unfortunate. But yeah, my brother actually 
actually went to the same high school as the Watts. So that's pretty sick. Did mm-hmm. he know the Watts? He didn't personally, but like we lived probably five minutes down the road. So would run into them, see their family all the time. So it's just kind of funny that I, I bet- say Pewaukee Lake and people know what I'm talking about. It's kind of nice. Are they <laughs> Are they all like massive people? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely huge. They look like they could eat somebody. <laughs> yeah. Although honestly, I feel like a lot of people in Wisconsin, I don't know if it's just the dairy, they drink a lot of milk. Like, or the a lot fact of that the there's people, a lot of wheat. Or that and cheese and just a lot of beer. People are just <laughs> tall, big, bulky. They are what we call homegrown. Oh, absolutely. That's a perfect word. They know a lot about their wheat. <laughs> yeah, and corn. And corn. Yeah. <laughs> I can see why you guys are perfect linemen. Oh, yeah. Go Pack Go. I do cheer for them when they're not playing the Bears. So. Oh, I was about to say. Mm-hmm. You have to. You yeah, have to yeah, when I'm, you're from Wisconsin. But it's just the fact that you like the rival team. It's not like you just like, for example, I'm a Dolphins fan since I'm from South Florida, but the Packers don't really care much about the Dolphins. But if it's the Bears, then... Everybody cares. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just hard. Like my mom was born and raised in Milwaukee. And then my dad, of course, was born and raised in Chicago. And I'm his only child. So it really was like a dual household. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I had three siblings growing up. Yeah. Well, and my dad. I do have a half brother and he lived with us too, but he's a Packers fan to the core. So it was just like a split house my whole life. So I've always liked both, but if I'm at home with my dad, I'm rooting for the Bears. All right, then. That actually shifts one of the questions I'm going to ask you later. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, speaking of the whole travel thing, that's Mm -hmm. why I have you here. My first question is, okay, so my main thing is that when I'm planning a trip, which I don't very do very often, I don't know where to start. People are like, just pick a place, pick a place to stay, and then just go. But then for me, when I hear that, it just doesn't register my mind as like, oh, just do these things. For me, it's like the most broadest thing, and I just freeze. Yeah, of course. No, I feel like that a lot of times is what people will say of just like, where do I start? And I think personally, I would start with what your actual interests are. So I love skiing. I mean, I'm from Wisconsin where it snows nine months out of the year. Mm -hmm. So for the next couple months, like all I'm doing is basing trips around and travel around where is it going to be snowing and I can go skiing. So skiing's not for you. Okay, beaches. Everybody loves a beach. Do you love to snorkel? Do you love to swim? I mean, I not a beach guy. I'm not a beach guy. Not a beach guy. Okay. So we wouldn't be planning a trip around that. But I <laughs> I would find something that like really interests you. And then where's the best place for X, uh, Y, or Z? Oh, so you customize plans for people too. I would if they asked me to. I'll do a city if somebody asks me to. I and mean, then even I- if I haven't been there, I will just go And like, for instance, I posted a question the other day that was, I'm planning a couple trips this winter to go skiing. Where would you guys like to see a winter travel guide to? And somebody said Jackson Hole. Actually, a few people did. Mm -hmm. And I've never skied there. But immediately when I posted that, that I've never been there, I had like eight people DM me with, oh, I've been there. You should check this out. And like, I think it's just like a known, I love to travel thing that I follow other travel bloggers. I'm friends with other people who are kind of in the same industry, travel a lot, and like have just sent me recommendations. Oh, so this so isn't it's just, just a hobby then. This is a full thing for you. Well, it is a hobby because I do have like my full-time job that I love outside of it, but mm-hmm. I get to travel for my job. So honestly, it's like a mix of both. Oh, wow. You're pretty lucky then. Yes. I'm Good for you. very lucky. My job lets me kind of travel places I normally also wouldn't go. So that might be why I've been places that people were like, oh, I would never think to travel there. Like... West Virginia and like just like random states that actually have so much to offer but like you would never sit and think 
oh, I'm going to go on a trip there. West Virginia is actually really pretty. I've been once. I actually lived in Virginia for a little bit. So during one spring break, I went with a buddy out to his grandparents' cabin out there. And it was just... Awesome. I just felt like I was able to breathe better. (laughs) Probably the air quality was probably so much better. Ironically, being worse at the same time since we're at a higher altitude. See, I sometimes forget about that since I was raised here in Florida. Granted, I did live in Korea for a little bit though. So that's pretty mountainous. Yeah, my dad was in the army. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, that's so cool. That's actually how my dad met my mom because my dad's a redheaded, blue-eyed Jew from New York. <laughs> and because of the army, he was stationed in Korea. And then one night out with his buddies, one of the guys' girlfriends brought their party out. And then just so happens that my parents met. And um, my dad... all goes from there. Yeah. And <laughs> my dad eventually looked in every bar and nightclub and then found her. And then he was like, hey, do you remember me? And she was like, no. Yeah, poor dad. Absolutely. So he was just heartbroken. But luckily, one of my mom's friends recognized him. Well, it must have worked out because here you are. Yeah, exactly. 20 some years later. There it is. End of the story. How old are you? 25. Got it. I know it's rude to ask a woman her age, but I feel like... (laughs) At this age, it's not rude. Okay, I mean, I go out, oh my gosh, especially when I'm traveling and they check IDs. I get told that I look like I'm like 17. And I'm like, I promise my ID is not fake. (laughs) I have like 10 forms. I can show you whatever you need. Welcome to the club because Asians don't raise them, so... (laughs) But one day, we're going to be the lucky ones. Absolutely. Because everyone wants our complexions. See, I don't even get that. You're just lucky. I just get told I look young. Uh, got it. Yeah, I'm told I have very good skin, although I don't really have a regimen. I just drink a gallon of water a day. That helps a lot. Okay, well, that I try. Infrequently successful at drinking a gallon a day, but I definitely try to do that. So that's definitely key. Got it. And um, I love drinking while traveling. <laughs> so speaking of that... <laughs> I don't know. I just had to find some way to segue that back. But uh, so anyway, you said you're trying to find some places of interest. So I'm guessing that's already step one, finding a location that you actually want to go to. Right. So then two, would that be flights or would that be hotels? I typically look at both. So I'm a huge Southwest gal, probably because they do direct from Orlando to Milwaukee. So like all of college, I've had a Southwest credit card, Rapid Rewards, Point Member, A-lister, like that's just my thing. So Mm -hmm. I typically also try to see if Southwest will fly to the city. So that's another thing that I also recommend if you do want to start planning up for a trip, maybe a travel credit card or an airline credit card, because I have saved so much money just by using points, especially if you don't really know where you want to go, maybe like a generic credit card could be a good step for somebody who doesn't have one who wants to start traveling when they get older start racking up those points now so I typically do start with looking at flights just because I'll book the flight and then on southwest I mean you can cancel up until I think it's seven hours before your flight really Mm mm-hmm Yeah, so if you book with points, you get all your points back. And then if you book with money, you get a credit you can use for the next year. Awesome. So for me, like I guess step one would be booking a flight because 97% of the time it's on Southwest. And then that way, like it's basically the cancellation policy is just amazing. So if I back out, I'm not worried. I mean, according to dad, seven hours before a flight, you're already in the line putting your baggage onto the plane. Exactly, exactly. So it's, yeah, it's insane. I think one time I even called like day of and I think it was within seven hours and I needed to change my flight and I didn't have a problem. That's some really good customer service then. The best customer service. Shout out Southwest. I love them. (laughs) Well, not a crap on Spirit, but I feel like Spirit, they'd be like, sorry, wrong number. (laughs) 
We can crap on Spirit. I don't fly Spirit Airlines unless I think I physically it's the only option. I think the last time I flew it was to Vegas and it was like the only one that was direct. So we can shit on Spirit. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Fine. Yeah. Surprisingly, they haven't lost anything for me yet, but that's because I don't go on their flights. Yeah. <laughs> right. If I do, it's like carry on only nothing is leaving my body i'm not giving it to them period so then when it comes to hotels like do you use expedia or something like that to like kind of bundle the air in the hotel i normally don't the only time i feel like that really does come in handy is either international or like all-inclusives i feel like you can get really good deals with flight and all-inclusives bundled but besides that especially with being such like a loyal southwest girl i normally would book my flight on my own and then try to either find the best deal with hotels through I also am a big fan of Marriott so also normally use that app first if I can't see something I like or they are crazy expensive I look on Airbnb if it's a group trip if it's ever more than four people I feel like Airbnb is just the way to go what they are definitely singular? like singular I definitely a hotel because the thing is that it's like I'm trying to see which one's cheaper I still think a hotel would end up being cheaper because if you're not splitting like the fees like Airbnb is designed for like, I feel like group travel. It's okay. great for that. Even sometimes just looking for like my boyfriend and I for like a two person, I find hotels end up being cheaper than Airbnb. Really? Mm hmm. Hmm. I would never have thought of that. Yeah. Unless I have heard that if you do like the month kind of deal like long-term rentals, Airbnb can give you like pretty good deals because it's like people's homes. They'd rather rent it out for a whole month versus like a few days. Fair. So I feel like it also just kind of depends on the kind of trip you're doing. Because like I know people who this past year with work from home, they were like, we're not going to resign our lease. We're just going to do month-long Airbnb rentals. And it ended up being cheaper than they would have paid in rent. So Oh, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like if it's going with a group, I would personally suggest looking at Airbnb. And if it's just kind of a solo trip or a couple friends hotel is the way to go okay well that just completely shifted my thinking about that <laughs> well that's why i have you on the show yes that's why i'm here so you hear about expedia you hear about kayak so you directly book the flights through the southwest website yes through the app i book everything through the app or the website but you can also call and book like they're super friendly again their customer service is great i promise i do not get paid by southwest i just love them <laughs> But um, yeah, I book everything through the app and then hotels, I typically also would book through the app or just online. And then after that, after you have like your hotel, you're locked in with your flight. That's when I really kind of go down a whole rabbit hole of TripAdvisor reviews, Pinterest blog posts, other bloggers I follow. And then I base everything around finding dinner reservations for like every night I'm there. And I have to lock those in first. So that's kind of the steps I take, book my flight, find a place to stay. And then I just read for hours about people's experiences in that city what they liked what they would recommend and then I kind of just arrange an itinerary pretty much to a t based around the meals <laughs> as a foodie that's awesome mm -hmm. that's honestly a lot of stuff I never would have thought of when it comes to traveling because granted all my travel stuff has been done for me and I can just do the simple oh hey bro we're going to Denver oh that makes sense Denver right <laughs> but then I've always wanted to plan a solo trip but the thing is that it's like I just don't know what to do start and so besides doing all that it's like i have to figure out what my interests are in order to go because then for example you know oktoberfest isn't all year kind of thing so you know you have to like catch that at a certain time right we're actually i'm trying i'm in the middle of planning oktoberfest for 2022 and oktoberfest is actually in september yes well, it's a misnomer it is it is that's just a misconception that people have do not fly to germany in october and expect to drink gallons of beer <laughs> you will be disappointed so yeah i i definitely would say start with something you genuinely 
something you're passionate about or want to do. And then it'll be really easy once you have the place nailed down to kind of put the details. Do you have any like apps telling you when flights are at their cheapest and whatnot? I have Skyscanner. I've heard that is typically pretty good. But honestly, with being pretty loyal on Southwest, another huge thing about them, say I, I actually have two flights booked on my Southwest app right now. Mm-hmm. And this morning I actually checked if a flight ends up being cheaper, like a month later, they'll credit you. The really? difference. Yeah. So they will literally give you your money back. So if the flight goes down. Flight goes down as in. Dollars wise, points oh, wise. Okay. Not like actually. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. The price of the flight or the points for the flight. I was about it, to say, that's a real big insurance payout that yeah, you have to pay. No, no. Any point between when you booked it and when you take off, if the price changes and it decreases, they will either credit your credit card or give you your points back. So like really, I if I if when I say I'm booking a flight, like there is so much flexibility. And I mean, literally today I checked and like one of my flights went down $21 and I got a $21 credit. Ooh, that's nice. So it's just like... You can get one drink downtown. Yeah, exactly. But like, honestly, it's just, I don't know another airline that does that. So I have Skyscanner, but since 90% of the time I'm booking on an app that allows me to do that, I'm just pretty vigilant about checking. And then if it does go down a lot, great. If not, I still feel like they're a great value since you get two checked bags and two carry-on bags free. So... That's pretty nice. So ski trips, like, I mean, that's a given. If you're bringing any gear, like you almost have to do that. So yeah, unless you can fit a parka in a gym bag or your skis. (laughs) Sir, the skis are poking through the bag. Well, yeah. So that means they're in them technically. So put it on the plane. Exactly. Hey, that's a good argument. So um, I would say one last thing about actual travel planning Mm -hmm. is how do you tackle the whole clothing situation? Oh, this is a great question. I have definitely packed incorrect for trips just trying to like, like bikinis in winter kind of thing okay the girls love the bikinis in winter it, even if it's snowing there's probably a hot tub the oh, girls I, love that oh i totally forgot about that oh no that is a thing i know it sounds crazy but every girl does it it's a thing it's an instagram trend for sure but no i've just gone on trips expecting it to be either really cold or and i pack like all warm gear and then it ends up being like 80 the whole time you can like go in with it thinking oh i'm going to europe i would love to wear this beautiful sundress but like i actually went to paris for thanksgiving one time with my family and i looked it up and it was like oh paris and thanksgiving is a normal it's a normal day yeah it's a normal day well, not, not the holiday, but like the weather-wise, the temperatures are the same as like on the East Coast. And okay. I looked up, I was like, oh, amazing, like high of 70s. That's going to be great. Did not pack accordingly. My whole family and I had to buy like winter coats because I told them, oh yeah, I checked on the weather app and it was high of 70, but like that's like for an hour and then like the rest of it goes down. <laughs> I was about to say, it wasn't like 70 like Kelvin or something like that? Or? No, no, it was Fahrenheit, but it just didn't feel like it at all. And this was high school, so I was not prepared and I was like, oh yeah, look, the weather app's literally telling me this but no your parents were probably like never take they travel were, advice they from were Catherine. pissed they were pissed especially my dad uh because he had to pay but, <laughs> but no definitely check the weather like and recheck until like the night before because you just don't want to be stuck in that situation i roll everything i always recommend like if you have like, a classic pair of jeans or a classic pair of your favorite item just pack one and then like multiple different tops that go with it long or short sleeve depending on the weather or try to simplize your life as much as you can and try everything on beforehand so when you get there you kind of have an idea of okay at night i need to wear the jeans or in the day i can wear the sundress just 
just I haven't put those in my guide because I don't even know how I would like call out clothes but like in my shared notes before a trip like I'll literally put what I'm wearing in the morning what I'm wearing to dinner just like ahead of time like I am like anal about planning (laughs) but I guess you have to be when this is like kind of what you do like for fun so you know based on everything you've told me I'd throw you a few bucks just to (laughs) just to be like hey could you do something out of this whole plan that I call a mess well that's kind of like how the whole thing started me and one of my friends like we always said if we won the lottery but still wanted to work like we would open a travel agency together and then I definitely am not a strong enough writer to have like a blog and I it's just a lot to keep up with so then when Instagram dropped the whole guides I was like oh my god this is perfect because you don't have to write pages and pages about your experience it can be a blurb you can use emojis like it's it's Instagram it's well, not yeah. also the fact that people's attention spans are like super short the way your guides are actually fit you know you don't need a multiple page blog you just need that I don't need to be told when you were born and how (laughs) it eventually led to you walking that eventually led to you traveling no 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 no. just give me the meat and potatoes and we'll call it quits right exactly so that's kind of why this started because like I have been joking about that for years because I was always the one one who picked out the Airbnb, booked the Airbnb, figured out what we were eating. Like on every trip I had pretty much gone on with my friends or myself. So having said that over time, it just kind of was like the perfect time to actually do something with it, especially since I've been working remote since March of 2020. And I have a lot more free time since I'm not traveling for work. So it just was like all kind of fell into place. And now here we are with the Instagram guides. Well, I already feel so much smarter. And you know how they say you learn something new every day? Mm-hmm. I just learned a whole buttload. So. <laughs> Good. So obviously with all the traveling that you do, there must be some favorites there. Definitely. Is there a recurring place that you like to go frequently? That's your favorite? That's a great question because out of everywhere in the US, I'm probably a little biased being from up north, but I could go to Chicago every month of the year and fall in love all over again. It's definitely my favorite city. People are honestly surprised that I never lived there just being so close and I love the deep dish pizza oh the deep dish pizza is incredible I love it ironically I'm lactose intolerant but I could eat miles of that you have to you just have to do it but yeah I mean I grew up pretty much going there my dad said the family still lives there so that's my probably my staple go-to just because it does also have like sentimental value with my family but it also to me is like the best city in the U.S. like hands down like over New York over Boston over anywhere in California I would pick Chicago any day really so So I know there's Wrigley Field. I know there's, okay, question. Is Soldier Field Packers? Or, no, Bears. That's Bears. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Lambeau Field is Packers. Packers, yes. Okay. But um, when it comes to Chicago, there are those big places. But what are some definite must-go-tos in the city of Chicago that maybe not a lot of people really know about? Yeah. In spring and in summer, fall gets a little bit too cold, but the river just runs through the whole city. And in my Chicago guide, like one of the things that I said is like a must-to-do is it's called the architecture tour and you can take a boat. Even some of them have like open bars and you just go down across like the whole city via the river that runs through like the heart of Chicago. Is that the one that turns green on St. Patrick's Day? Yes, that river. Yes. And the architecture tour will tell you about the history, just like things about Chicago, point out unique buildings, point out there's stories about the history, how it became the city that it is today. And I just love the architecture tour. What's Um, your favorite stop? Well, you don't actually have to get off. So it just goes the whole way. Okay. So what's the favorite building, I would say? I would say, I think they changed the name, but Sears Tower, it's the tallest tower in Chicago. It's just a landmark. Going up to the top floor there, I've done that. I did that as like a field trip in high school. It's just so cool. And like now you can even like lean over on the glass and like overlook the whole city. It's awesome. And it's just beautiful and like breathtaking how 
tall it is it makes you feel so small but yeah that's that's an icon there and I love that and the Magnificent Mile I mean my mom and I would go school shopping everything about Chicago is just like reminds me of home but like a big city have you ever since heard... I didn't grow up with that fair just curious have you ever heard of Oak Brook Wisconsin it's a suburb of Chicago it's mm. an outdoor mall yes yes I've been there <laughs> So I've actually never been into the actual city, but mm. I was there because me and my stepbrother, we grew up playing hockey, but he uh, played travel hockey. And so one time they had a tournament up there. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think it's like outlets. It might be outlets. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very close to the city. It's like an hour outside of it, I think. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. Well, I couldn't drive at the time. So, you know, I was just like stuck at the hotel. There with your hotel. family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a bad place to be stuck, but definitely not the city. Yeah. But that that's like my staple go-to. But my favorite trip I've gone on recently was definitely the road trip that I just did. Oh, really? It was incredible. Where'd like, you go? We did, a friend of mine did um, Utah and Nevada. And honestly, you kind of forget that these places exist in the US <laughs> because Florida is so flat. But like overlooking the Grand Canyon and like doing all of the different things that we did, Antelope Canyon, Zion National Park, it makes you so much more appreciative for everything that is here. I was so disappointed when I was, had a trip booked to Morocco and it got canceled two weeks before we were supposed to go. And then Jess and I put together this road trip instead. And I was so bummed that I wasn't able to do like a big Europe trip or a big trip overseas in 2020 when, or in 2021, when 2020 also kind of shit on that. So I was, at first I was just so like, so sad that we had to wait longer to go on this trip. And then the road trip ended up being the most incredible time. We just rented a car and we were like, we'll just figure it out. And I've never really even done that. Like we had some of an itinerary, like we knew what we wanted to do, but we were just so go with the flow and it was the best time. I just highly recommend doing that with your friends. I actually did that once. Out West? Uh, No, not out West, but I had a friend, she was into travel. Traveling and she was like, let's do a road trip. And I'm be, be like, okay, sure. What year? And they're like, in two weeks, two weeks. So in two weeks, a couple of guys in ZBT with me and my friend, we all just packed up my car and we just did a random road trip between Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, and then back through Georgia to come back here. So fun. So fun. Where'd you stop in Georgia? We drove through Atlanta and we ended up in Valdosta and then wherever Emory is. But yeah, so we actually did that. And granted, we didn't even plan an itinerary we just knew we want to go to these states and we just kind of planned it a day of like where we're gonna go okay i did a little bit more planning just because it's in my blood to do that but i will say i was very go with the flow on the trip <laughs> well, that's but... good. so i know those three things that you named are like the big things about nevada and utah what's mm-hmm. a smaller place that you really enjoyed while on that road trip I mean, I think everything that we did was pretty touristy, but I did really love Under Canvas. It's a new like hotel chain. It's been around for 11 years. It's been around for a little bit longer, but not all the locations are that old. Mm-hmm. And we stayed in Under Canvas for two nights by the Grand Canyon. And it's just like literally what it sounds like. It is giant tents that you just sleep in. And like it is glamping though, because at all times, like you have a fireplace in your camp. We had a, our own shower. Really? We had our own bathroom in our tent. Yeah. So this tent was in huge. Tent? Yes, the tent was huge. Sounds awesome. It was so cool. And like normally that's something that somebody even responded and was like, are you really camping? I was like, yes, like I swear. Like, it's glamping. But it's glamping. It was so cool. And now like both of us, like after we drove away from under canvas, we were like, I want to go to their other locations just because it was such an incredible experience. Every night there was groups of people roasting marshmallows, live music, food, people playing card games. And like everybody that day had hiked and just were sharing stories about the trails they did, what 
they liked most, like where people should check out next. And it just was such a great time. And like, honestly, it was a little slice of peace. Everybody there, like, yes, there's a pandemic going on, but it kind of just felt like separated. You're in the kind of in the middle of nowhere and there's just- You're in your own little world. Yes. Where it nothing really bad just can felt, happen. It felt like its own world. At night, we heard coyotes looking at the stars. Like it just, the best hotel it, experience, I guess. It was very zen. So zen. They have sunrise yoga, meditation, like so zen. I would definitely recommend, because obviously, I mean, out there, you know the Grand Canyon, like you know Zion National Park, but Under Canvas does have locations at both. So check it out if you're ever on a road trip out there. It was incredible. I literally would have never heard of that if it wasn't for you. So thank <laughs> yeah. you for that. Of course. Awesome. So I know all of your guides are in the U.S. Have you ever done any traveling outside of the U.S.? Yes. In college, I did a month and a half Europe trip. Oh, wow. Yes. And then I have gone to Europe with my parents. I mean, I was an adult. Like that was kind of also what skyrocketed my love for traveling. Just the independence? Yeah. And it just was on something called EF Tours. Highly recommend them as well. I've heard of them. Yeah. I'm actually doing another one next month. So like plan out everything for you. And it's like, even though I am a planner, like they take the stress off with going international because at all times you have a tour guide you have your transportation already set up for you so like even if you want to go by yourself you're put into a facebook group of everybody going on your trip beforehand so you can meet everybody talk to everybody ask what everyone's packing it kind of just alleviates all of the stressful things about traveling and just makes it the best experience so my friend mallory and i are going to iceland we'll be there next month through ef and if you book multiple trips through them like they even give discounts and stuff so great company and that's what i did my Europe trip with in college and I mean we did 13 countries in like 30 some days so it just yeah we were on the go and we saw a ton and the whole thing was just so organized and so awesome probably felt like a blip you get there it it did because it was so fast but you're just so immersed immediately that like you kind of have to pick like I'm only here 24 hours like what's the most important thing for me to do and then like you see exactly what you want to see that's so so awesome yeah it was it was really cool but yes I don't have any guides right now I think for anywhere outside the U.S. just because it's been years now since I've really gotten to go ever been to Asia I've never been to Asia. Never. It's on the list though. (laughs) I've never been to Europe, but literally anywhere besides North America, including the Caribbean, I've only been to Asia. So I've been to Israel once, then I lived in Korea, but that wasn't my choice. Well, the first time wasn't my choice. The second time I went to Korea again after I graduated. That was actually my first time seeing my Korean family in like 20 years at that point. So unfortunately, my mom never taught me Korean, but it's just like I never really had the drive to until my harmony died happened. and so i was just like you know what? i'm not really tied too much to my other culture because granted i was raised by my jewish side so i know all about bar mitzvahs bagels and locks and all that kind of stuff <laughs> and then um i know very little about my korean side so yeah are you trying to learn korean now mm-hmm. yeah actually awesome. i have this app called duolingo, duolingo. yep I, I have used that a bunch too oh really like mm-hmm. uh what languages would you like to learn it's kind of so funny that what you said is kind of what also happened to my dad and i he lost speech Italian. He never taught it to me, so he didn't have anyone to speak it to. Oh, wait, he knew to speak it fluently? Not completely fluent, but my dad's like crazy smart, so he can pick things up really fast. And mm-hmm. at one point in his life, he had a tutor for like Spanish and Italian, and he picked it up really quick. Yeah, but, they're very similar, but good for him. Mm-hmm, very, very similar. But I mean, having no one to talk to at home, that's definitely what makes you lose it. And we both were like, it was like part of our New Year's resolution. We were like going to challenge each other on Duolingo. That's awesome. And we both downloaded like the the premium. Like, I think you have to pay like $60 and both we're like okay we're gonna learn italian and then it just life gets in the way we didn't use it we ask each other sometimes when we call are you using duolingo (laughs) we're both like no but 
that is something that definitely I would love to do. My boyfriend speaks like three languages, so I Damn. definitely yeah I, I need I need to set my game up. I need to learn, and it just kind of goes hand in hand with loving to travel and loving different cultures. Like I should probably feel a little bit more connected to mine. So of course, yeah, I I completely resonate with everything you just said, and it's funny I have Duolingo like on my home screen. <laughs> awesome. Actually, um, I even started doing the the Italian course just because I just love learning multiple languages. I'm doing pretty decently in in Spanish. And I'm even starting to even learn the Russian alphabet, but I... Wow! Look at you go! I'm trying. Gotta kill off some other dead time in a more productive way. Right, right. I chose Italian, one, because I have a lot of friends that are of Italian sense, but two, the person that got me to even think about starting to learn Italian, Kobe Bryant. Really? Yeah, he knew how to speak Italian. That is so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, I think his father played ball in Over Italy. There. So um, he just lived there for a little bit and picked it up. So cool. Oh, yeah. Wow, fun fact. See, now I learned my fun fact of the day. <laughs> so thank you to the podcast. Well, <laughs> glad we could at least impart some knowledge onto you. Yeah. Do you have any funny stories from traveling? Oh, funny. I mean, in you a, never know what's going to happen on a trip. Of course, in a way that you won't get arrested. Because... Of course. Yeah, no. I just, all I'm going to say is go to Vegas at least once in your life. Go with a group of friends. You will leave with a hundred funny stories. I actually just posted my Vegas guide. I haven't even publicly announced it yet, but just kind of rewriting everything about that trip. But just so many stories came to mind. I dropped my phone out of the side of a moving car and I literally jumped out of the car on Las Vegas Boulevard on the Strip, ran after my phone. <laughs> and you didn't break any bones? No, because there was, luckily there was no cars coming. And well, that's good. Lauren jumped out of the cars and came after me. So best friend goals, literally, it was if I was getting hit by a car, she was getting hit by a car. My phone didn't even shatter break, but... Wow, that's real luck right there. Yeah, that was the stupidest thing I've ever done. But then when I got back in the car and we were all alive, everybody was like, I can't believe you just did that. And it was so funny. I literally just like was taking a selfie like of me in the strip. This is like post drinks, taking a video of me just screaming as the lights are going by, drop my phone in the middle of like a three lane highway. And you're surprised? At the time, yeah. Like (laughs) I don't ever lose anything. (laughs) Somebody actually even asked me, they were like, is that video gonna, cause the video recorded half of it like it cuts out and somebody else recorded me jumping out of the car and they're like is that gonna make the guide i was like absolutely not (laughs) it's not making the guide but now everyone knows about it so that's funny as heck (laughs) so having done like all the places that you've done is there a place that you did not expect to like but somehow did for sure like i'm trying to think of a good example but i could go anywhere like i could go to literally bfe and find a reason to like it just because that i feel like that's just my outlook on life is glass is half full but i feel like i really really loved going to Asheville. i've been in north carolina a few times but i'd never like stayed in Asheville. and for my birthday last year antonio and i went there and even in winter time when we couldn't really do hiking and it's not like the classic fall scenery there was just so much about that town that i like absolutely fell in love with and definitely would go back to and that was actually the first guide that i made because my itinerary for that trip was like broken out to the hour because it was like we were only there for a few days and it was like my birthday trip and I just like put so much effort into planning it because I like wanted it to be so fun. I was turning 25, it was COVID and like there was just the two of us going and like a lot was still closed. So I fell in love with the city. So I would go back to the Biltmore, just like drink wine there, go to the, the winery, the vineyard and I would go hiking this time and I would definitely go during fall. 
and a lot of people actually are there right now friends of mine they were there last weekend for a wedding that i know so like watching everyone's stories i was like oh i want to go back I'm like i missed it so i think that's probably the best example of i had never been there never even really had friends tell me you should go there mm-hmm. i just randomly like i think i googled where should i go in february when it's freaking cold everywhere and somewhere was like Asheville's beautiful year-round I was like great <laughs> I just Sold. picked it literally I was like okay I guess we're going to Asheville I was like Antonio are you down he's like sure whatever you want for your birthday I was like okay that's awesome mm-hmm. so you said that you based your itineraries off of foods so what was the, your most favorite cuisine from a city that wasn't Chicago because I would say your favorite city but then your favorite city is Chicago okay so let's switch gears then besides Chicago what's a dish that you like I would fly back for correct okay that's exactly I, what I was trying yes, to yes I got that i actually just wrote everything about park city and this sounds kind of crazy but the sushi that i had in park city somebody responded and was like i would fly back for that and i was like i would fly back for that like let's go back to park city so, it's called yukiyama and okay. it was absolutely delicious like normal price range right in park city main street so i don't know if it was just like a beautiful surrounding snow was falling it was stunning but like the food we couldn't get in until like 9 30 because this restaurant like sells out every night and i booked on open table open table another shout out i really want them to sponsor me because i love open table <laughs> oh so um, that's that's an actual name of an app that oh yeah i book every reservation on open table okay because everything the way you described it it sounds like you're like oh i'm just gonna book an open table and hopefully it's oh ready. no i booked like a month and a half in advance and we still couldn't get it until like nine and i was like okay i know this place has got to be good then we show up at nine i don't even think we were seated until 9 30 because they were just so slammed but the food was amazing like sure we have kabuki i love kabuki we have great places but I would fly back to Park City for Yukiyama. <laughs> like, I am not kidding. So what piece of sushi made you think sold? Done. They had this roll. It was like the executive roll and it had like kiwi on it. Like it had like unique things on it and it was just delicious. I don't even remember exactly what was in it, but I remember ordering it twice. Yeah, we it got a roll. Good. It was that good. And Antonio definitely is also a foodie. Like that's probably why we work so well. Like we just vibe at restaurants and we like look at each other like, should we just get another one? And like, yes, the answer is always yes. So, so what does being a foodie mean to you exactly? I just like enjoy the ambiance of eating out. I just enjoy good food. I've learned to appreciate now that it's made me actually start cooking because before I was a horrible cook. And now like I actually just appreciate recipes, like the time people spend to actually put together a dish. It's crazy. And like now that I am cooking, I'm like, oh my God, after every meal, we look at each other after we cook dinner and we're like, what could we have done better? and then the next time like we'll make adjustments and go from there but chefs are so talented people who are family-owned restaurants family-owned businesses like I would love to support them forever (laughs) if I could and if I could always eat out so I think it's just like actually like a genuine I love food but it's not even just that it's like I love going out to eat supporting small businesses supporting restaurants the music I love when there's like live bands wait really oh yeah like if I go to Rocco's in Winter Park, the Italian Rocco's, they have like a live like little old Italian singer and I just, I of love course. it. Like I could spend all every night Italian, there. Yeah. Every Italian restaurant has that. No, they don't all have it. For um, sure, because I feel like every one of them sings New York, New York by Frank Sinatra. <laughs> okay, but if I'm listening to Frank Sinatra my whole dinner, I'm happy. Fair enough. It I just mean, makes me so happy. He is a very sultry voice. Oh, absolutely. So yeah, I think that's what it means to be a foodie, like genuinely having a passion for the time the ingredients the food trying new things I think I would try anything once like even like the craziest food like I I can't remember I think in Iceland it's like something with like shark or something it's a fermented shark yeah yeah I'm gonna try it well if you ever go to the Philippines I forgot what it's called specifically but 
It's a half-formed duck, and you oh, eat it. Oh, okay, that's pushing it. But I probably would do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially I, when I'm traveling. I totally forgot what it's called. I probably would do it. But anyway, have you had Korean food? Authentic? I mean, maybe. You have to tell me what's like an authentic dish. Have you had bulgogi? Oh, I love bulgogi. Have you ever had kalbi, the short ribs? Yes, love the short ribs. Okay, so there's a sweet potato noodle. It's called japje. Have you ever heard of it? Maybe. I probably have. Have you heard of kimchi? Kimchi? Oh, of course. Have you heard of gimbap? So, I've heard of like bibimbap. Okay, so bibimbap is something a little different. Okay. Gimbap is essentially the Korean edition of sushi. However, the mm. main difference is that there's no seafood in the middle. Oh, okay. So usually it's vegetables. There's sometimes ground beef. Because of Western uh, ingredients, they've added a bunch of those in too because I don't think carrots existed in Korea before, you know, trading with them. Come to think of it, when I was in Korea, it looked like, granted it is a very modern nation, however, they do have a lot of old world tendencies. Mm -hmm. And so, turns out, um, before the olympics was in south korea in the 80s they were still dirt roads wow in fact actually my mom grew up in a rural part of korea called andong what was your most favorite place outside of the u.s to travel to oh italy hands down well okay well italy is my favorite country i just feel like there's so much you could do between like venice florence like there is so many different parts of Italy that the coasts, oh my god, they're stunning. Like Positano, Cinque Terre, beautiful. But my favorite actual city is in Switzerland. Is it Lucerne? Yes, it's Lucerne. That is hands down like the most beautiful singular like place I've ever been. I mean, we spent the morning down by the lake, hung out by the, there was people sailing, swimming. We had lunch down there and then we took, I was there in summer. Wait, a lake? Well, I guess up there high in the mountains, I'm like, I don't imagine seeing like a sailboat in, in snow. But then I realized, oh yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's where this, that's where the story's going. Like, and we took a very large boat over to the other side of the lake, got on a train that like zigzagged up a mountain and then got off at the top of the mountain in Lucerne and it was snowing. So it just was like the craziest day. There was still snow all up at the peak. And I was just like, this is like out of a fairy tale. Like this can't be real life. That's and after that, I was like, that will always be special to me. Like that day in that place. Ingrained in your memory kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever I'm asked that, that's my favorite place I've ever been. But favorite country is definitely Italy. But again, I might be a little biased. And they definitely have the best food. That's a totally fair assessment. Yes. I'm learning so much. And then uh, now we are in my favorite part of the show. The bonus question round. Oh boy. Awesome. What do you have for me? Oh, you sound scared. <laughs> Maybe a little. Don't worry. You'll still be hired or hireable after this. Okay. So <laughs> that being said, are you ready? Yes. Excellent. So Miss Plesha, mm -hmm. question number one. Besides traveling, what are three things that bring you joy? Three things that bring me joy. Um my boyfriend's dog who is also my dog now magic what kind of dog is it it's a corgi oh i love corgis he's so cute he brings me joy every day he <laughs> works from home with me definitely i mean obviously my parents they're like my rock and then my friends i guess in antonio <laughs> okay what's one more like what's something else that brings you joy that no that you wouldn't expect other people to think reading really mm -hmm, i love to read number two besides reading What's something a lot of people don't know about you? My biggest fear is grasshoppers. Absolutely terrified of them. Well, it's a good thing you didn't see the back of my car last week because no. there was like no, no. one about... They can fly. They're the scariest bugs. Why are people scared of spiders? You can step on them. Grasshoppers can fly. 
I've been attacked by grasshoppers in Wisconsin. Yes. <laughs> Question number three. During your travels, what's one lesson about life that stuck with you the most? I think it would be kind of what I said earlier, where you always kind of need to look at things half glass full when you're traveling because your flight could get delayed and then you miss out on something or something gets changed. Like you never know when there's going to be scenarios that are outside of your control when you travel because even on our last road trip, Justin and I rented a car and the battery died on us twice. And it still was the most amazing trip and the best time. But there was two points where we were like, oh my God, like we're going to be stranded in the middle of nowhere. Can we even drive? Because it takes Eat. a battery takes a while to recharge. Yeah, it was honestly kind of terrifying that these two girls were kind of out in the middle of nowhere and our battery's dead. Sounds like the plots were a really bad movie. <laughs> I know, I know, right? And I watched too many horror movies for that. So I think you just like, especially when you're traveling, like there's going to be so many outside factors that are completely out of your control that you're just going to have to go with the flow with. You can be like me where you literally plan things out by the hour, but if someone throws a wrench in, like you just have to go with it. And I think it's just definitely taught me to have a, a more positive outlook and like think of everything as a half glass full because you're spending all this money, this time, you can't let something small ruin the rest of your trip. And then your memories looking back are going to be about that one small inconvenience. Like I, I honestly kind of have already forgot that the battery died because when I think back, the trip was just so amazing. But I mean, we literally had to hire a driver to take us to the airport because our car was undrivable to get home and yeah. then we would have missed our flight. Oh, so wow. yeah, like it actually ended up being really bad, but like we figured it out. It was fine. Thanks. I love that for you. Number four, you're given $50,000 for a week trip to anywhere on any continent. Pick four countries on any continent, except if it's Australia or, or Antarctica, you know, four spots on those continents. I think I would do Asia just because I've never been anywhere around there. I would love to do Japan, cherry blossom season, and I would love to get sushi there. I would love to do the Great Wall of China. It's on my bucket list. I think that would just be amazing. So I guess that's two countries, and I think $50,000 would definitely be a great way to spend over there probably korea after talking to you and smart yeah yeah <laughs> no but really really just kind of what you've said about it like I, again it's not an experience that i've ever had so i think that would be cool and then probably is vietnam's in asia correct yes, yes. <laughs> i would say vietnam <laughs> look i have never planned a trip over there <laughs> I don't know the geography that well. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry about that. No, it's fine. It's fine. I, I need to laugh at you for that, though. You can laugh. You can laugh. I, I will admit it. Like, I'm great with U.S. geography, but, like, even sometimes when I'm looking at Europe and I've been all over, I can't pinpoint where things are. Do you know anything about Canada, then? Yes, because I've almost been stranded there also. Oh, funny. I almost got stranded there once, too. But um, <laughs> Really? Yeah, but honestly, that's, that's a solid um, Asian lineup. Yeah, that is. Asian lineup. <laughs> Number five, you're in a movie about a cruise you're on sinking. Oh no. Besides you, name the other three leads and where do you all end up shipwrecked? Oh, this is a fun question. Well, my man crush would be Brad Pitt. Still? Yes. People still crush over him? Yeah, because I grew up. Like, that was like, okay, you fair. know? I mean, I found Angelina Jolie hot growing up. She's she's still there. She's still there. So I definitely would pick, he would be maybe like the captain. I would obviously be the lead in love with the older man. And then let's see, two more. Let's go with Jennifer Lawrence because she is a badass in movies where you need her to be a badass in. Okay, I 
I thought you were about to say Jennifer Lopez, and I'm like, she's a horrible actor. I'm like, okay, (laughs) Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Like, I just kind of thought Hunger Game vibes. Like, I think we would survive on an island. Okay, fair. And um, an island in the Caribbean, an island Pacific. Let's crash in like Fiji, Maldives. Okay, fair. One of those. We're gonna crash there. All right. And then we're just gonna live there. (laughs) We're gonna stay. We're gonna stay. Yeah. Just because you crashed, didn't say the movie said you have to be bad. You can end up crashing at a resort and next thing you know, this could be Lost V two where we just never come back. <laughs> Ever? <laughs> okay, so you have Brad Pitt, Jennifer Lawrence, you get one more. One more. Who's the actor from James Bond? Daniel Craig? Yes, Daniel Craig. Just to let you know, he's like five foot six. True. I'm five foot three. Well, you're a girl, so you don't have to worry <laughs> about that. Well, I'm five eight, but I'm still a king. Thank you very much. Yes, of course. You dropped your crown, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah. All right, solid yeah. lineup. Solid lineup. So, <laughs> number six. So I have to change this one because of what you told me before. So, it was Packers, but... If you could meet one player on the Bears and have a whole 24 hours with him, what's on the itinerary? Wait, no. Switch it back to the Packers because I would... I know he's retired, but I've actually never met Brett Favre. And I feel like he's just like such an icon in Wisconsin that I just would love to meet him and talk to him just because like my neighbors knew him. Like I kind of just feel like he's just like... He's Mr. Wisconsin. Yeah. I would love to hang out with Brett Favre and just his history, his past from where he started to like now, how like the game's changed, how everything's changed. I think it would be him. And this is kind of a funny question, but I asked my dad, I was like, when we were watching football, I was like, did you ever meet Brett Favre? We all had Favre jerseys. And he was like, no, I actually like, I never even ran into him, even though like he knew everyone in Milwaukee and we've never met Brett Favre. So I actually thought about this the other day. I think it would be him. I would go to Lambo, do a tour, see his locker, talk about all that. And I think that was how I would go back to Wisconsin for sure. And that's how I would spend my day. All right. Awesome. Number seven, what's a talent you have and what's a talent you wish you had? Well, talent I wish I had would definitely be being bilingual. I don't know if you consider that a talent or just like a skill. I I consider it a talent. I consider it a talent because it's really hard. So like just kind of going along with the theme of everything we've talked about. That's one thing that I wish I was better at. And I know it's just like waiting on me to, to do it. Um, but finding the time, it's definitely hard and I need to practice at home, but that's something I wish I could do. At least being bilingual is a lot more attainable than wanting to sing. Yes. Yes. No, I, that's not a dream of mine because I I do it even though I'm not good. So I will sing karaoke. Oh, I would sing karaoke anywhere, anytime. I think it's a great time. So I don't even care. Well, if you ever go to Korea, karaoke bar, hundred percent. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I will do that. But yeah, so that's the talent that I wish I had. And then talent that I do have. When you talk about yourself on the spot, I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'd have to ask my friends, like, what do you think I'm good at? Um, Or here, what's an interesting fact about yourself? My favorite food is squid ink pasta. Wait, what? Yes. Wait, could you run that? Could you say that again? Squid ink pasta? Yes. See, all I had to do was think about traveling. I had it in Venice and it's pretty authentic there because they literally will like fish the squid and squid ink is completely black and an authentic original like recipe when you leave like your mouth will be black like i left this restaurant and my tongue was black my teeth were black like you literally are eating the squid ink wow and that it's like my favorite food if it's on a menu i order it (laughs) i love squid ink pasta really Mm -hmm. okay just a random question speaking about korea and squid have you seen squid game oh 
I watched it in like two days, but it was like giving me anxiety. Like I almost needed to spread it out because it was like hard for me to get through the episodes. I had like raging anxiety watching it. I think that's one of the best parts about it, but I don't know. It's something I realized is that Korean cinema has kind of taken over Netflix a little bit. Oh, there's going to be season two. I almost wish they would have just ended it with one season Yeah, because it was just that epic, but that skyrocketed. I mean, I actually was even just saying the one main character, the female, she's now like the most um, followed, followed female female in South Korea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like the face of Louis Vuitton. Like she's, yeah, she's like skyrocketed. I'm like, you go girl, because she was hot and awesome and just like so cool. Also a little off topic. Um, mm-hmm. Another great Korean show on Netflix is called Kingdom. Kingdom. Okay. It's The Walking Dead, but in ancient Korea. Oh, cool. It's actually a really phenomenal show. Cool. And then they have like a standalone movie about the prequel for it. But anyway, that was actually a really cool fact. I've never even heard of squinting pasta before this. (laughs) Number eight. What are your top three travel memories? You know, if someone asked you about traveling, what are the first things that pop to your mind? One would have definitely been Lucerne. Two, there is a bar and I'm like drawing a blank on the name in Barcelona where opium maybe you basically party there's like live sax and it's on the beach and everybody stays till the sun rises you say live sax right like saxophone okay sax sax, i was about to say because i actually read somewhere that in the netherlands or i think it's in amsterdam specifically Mm -hmm. there's a park where you're allowed to have sex publicly oh oh god no not that that's not what i'm that's not my favorite memory although that might be something very memorable to walk by Um, but no, I, I'm pretty sure it's called opium. I just, I haven't even looked through my memories. It's just like a club, but it's right on the beach. And then everybody stays until sunset. And like, there's volleyball courts outside and like everybody just ends up like on the beach and like in the ocean in the morning, like in your clothes. And it's just uh, nothing you would do here. Like, I mean, maybe in Miami, like when you leave 11, then you end up on the beach. But like, yeah, that's a different it's story. Just, it's a different vibe. Like it just was like, so cool. Um, that is like one of my favorite memories. And then I was also in Barcelona at a different time when I think the World Cup was going on. Oh, wow. That was really, really cool. The atmosphere must have been absolutely electric. Unreal. And I was with my parents and like they still were really cool about it. And like we still had fun. But <laughs> yeah, that was just me and the two of them. So excellent. Number nine, name five places that you have not mentioned already that are on your bucket list to travel. Greece. My boyfriend's Greek and he has like a lot of family there. So I am waiting until we can go together um but i would love to go to greece two would be alaska i've been it's beautiful there. oh my god i would love to go in summer do an alaskan cruise that's exactly what i did actually. oh i'm so jealous i would love to do that i think that just sounds incredible oh i actually just came up with the best fun fact so because it's on my my bucket list is in argentina my dad was a businessman and built facilities for his company pretty much all over North and South America and mm-hmm. in Argentina. In his company, he built like a food pantry for any of the employees and he named it after me. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. So in Spanish, it translates to like Garden of Roses and my middle name's Rose. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. So that actually is my fun fact. I just like I was trying to think of something that like I share with my dad and like there's just so much that I was like, I know there's one that like really like is sentimental to me and then mm-hmm. it, it clicked when i thought about argentina because i want to go there got it that's so awesome though yeah so those are three and then i mean obviously i feel like everyone would say like a bora bora or a fiji but like eh, i wouldn't oh my god i would i just oh yeah you said you didn't like the beach yeah. it's just like seeing water that clear and like 
those types of vacations, like I fully disconnect. You just like, that's so relaxing. Like you're not on an itinerary. You're not on like an agenda. Like you kind of just get there and like you are there. Mm-hmm. Permanent, like can just relax. <laughs> so that's four. And then a fifth place would probably be, I've never been to Maine. Oh, okay. And I think like Maine. Um, it's actually a beautiful state. I was yeah. there once for a wedding. Like lobster and just like the the sea, like the port up there. Like I think I would just like really enjoy the East Coast, like the East mm-hmm. East Coast. In fact, you know. where we were, we were pretty close to the border actually for Canada. So we, there was like a lake with a river. And if we kept going like a few miles, we would have hit Canada. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So cool. Excellent. All yeah. right. And question number 10. This is a question I've been asking every guest recently, but it all differs depending on the person. But sure. what is your most recent favorite accomplishment? Um, would probably honestly just be work related. I mean, we've been remote for who knows how long now. I, like I said, since March of 2020. And I just actually got promoted to being a lead consultant. So I'm leading my own projects now. And like, despite absolutely being miserable working from home, just kind of like pushing through it and now getting to work with my customers and kind of stepping into that more lead role. That's probably my biggest accomplishment because yes, I love the travel thing and yes, I love everything, but like my job is like my number one priority still. And I'm just proud that I was able to get to where I am now, like even despite being at home and kind of hating (laughs) (laughs) working from home and just like all the challenges and like changes from the past year and a half. So that's, that's pretty cool. And I'm actually now leading my first project ever. So I'm excited about that. Well, mazel tov for all of that. Those are very big accomplishments. Well done. Thanks. Kat. So great answers uh, in the words of Family Feud. And so now we are at the point where we are wrapping up this episode. And so before I head into um, the main part of the ending, I just want to say thank you for joining us on the show. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Of course. I'm glad you had a great time. So what I really do respect about the fact about your planning, it's just, it's not just a few bullet points. You actually go in and you flush that thing out. As if you were a sculptor carving a bare <laughs> block of clay. And so. That is an amazing way to say it. Thank you. Of course. Great Except, compliment. Of course. I mean, you know, that's why you're here on the show. And then also, you have that analytical eye for food. You sound like you have your, your crap together. And I just really respect that you have that part. So it's for the knowledge, the discipline, and just the overall being such an organized and driven person that I think you, Catherine Plusha. <laughs> Have big DK energy. Thank you. That honestly was like the best compliment. You just made my day. (laughs) Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. This was awesome. And everything you're doing with the podcast is so cool. So I can't wait to see where you go next. Of course, of course. And so we're going to throw her social media in the description below. And is there anything else you want to promote before we head out? No, I mean, literally none of my stuff is sponsored. So everything is completely honest reviews that I would actually recommend to friends. So just want to put that out there. I wouldn't recommend something just because someone's asking me to. So everything I just want people to know that is like straight up what I would do as myself for other people too. So it's all from the heart. (laughs) Excellent. So we'll have her social media just in case you want to reach out to her. And if that is all, this is Big DK Energy signing off. Thank you.